Hi, welcome back. First, I just would like to apologize for not having this episode up yesterday. On Wednesday, my scheduled days. The moon was in Sagittarius um, the last two days and it leaves me feeling the fire. Uh, My moon is in Sagittarius, so I really relate to it. But also, that passion also turned into a little bit of irritability. And when some life things happened yesterday that were pretty unexpected, by the time I managed to figure everything out, I didn't have the energy to come forward with an episode that I would be proud of. But I'm here now, and I really appreciate the listen. Um, you can always catch me on Instagram at the No Roots Witch. And I would love for you to like and subscribe. Um, it would mean a lot to me. But I think I just want to go ahead and jump into it. And to be honest, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do an episode with this content. The content being spooky stories. However, I feel hearing stories of the unexplained is what originally piqued my interest in the cult when I was a child. By the time I was 16, I had my first tarot deck and I wasn't looking back. But when I stop and think about how I started to allow myself to trust my intuition, it was when I heard ghost stories. You don't have to believe in spirits to consider yourself a witch is not needed by any means. However, some of the most knowledgeable and profound witches that I've come into contact with believe our spirits can get stuck on our plane of existence instead of moving on to our next life or into an afterlife. I've also recently began reading a book called Magical Mediumship, and it's by Danielle Donne, D-I-O-N-N-E. And in this book, she discusses how communication with the dead can heighten the awareness of ourselves and our own spirituality and encourage spiritual development. Just a side note, I'm aiming to have an entire episode posted in December dedicated to a handful of witchy books and that will definitely make the cut. So what I'm trying to say is that I'm relearning some parts about myself as I dive more into spiritualism and how that impacts my practice. And let's be honest, everyone loves a good ghost tale. The stories I'm about to share were experienced by myself or people I know personally. So I am validating that for them. And I do find them to be honest people. So obviously with anything that's unexplained, there could be multiple reasons why something happens. But these and these are the takes I have. So the first story is actually about my sister when she was about three years old. And our mother, who was deeply religious, Christian, um, still loves telling the story when it comes up. So like I said, my sister was three years old and she had come to my mother and said, granny just visited. And the term granny was a term that we used for my great grandmother. And my mother asked, do you mean so-and-so? And so we used to call our grandmother and my sister said, no, granny. And she goes on to tell my mother how 
granny came in and held her because she wasn't in pain anymore and she was so happy that she got to finally hold her. And a little backstory about this is that by the time my sister was born, my great-grandmother was far too ill to hold her. And she always complained about not being able to hold her. And one day she would be able to. So my mother fully believes my little sister when she said this because there's no way for my sister to have known those words and the intention behind those words. So it's a very comforting thought that left my family. And as far as I know, as my mother knows, as my sister remembers, my great-grandmother only visited her once. However, my sister was also visited by my grandfather, my dad's father. My dad's father had passed away and my sister was barely a year old. We called him granddaddy. Same thing happened. My sister came to my mother again around the age of three, three and a half and told her granddaddy just visited. He wanted to say hello to daddy and check in. And my mother knew exactly who she was talking about. This time she didn't question her asking, oh, do you mean so-and-so? which was what we used to call my mother's father. And it was almost as if my mom just knew granddaddy had come and visited. And my sister, both times these occurrences happened, was calm, almost giddy, way, way past um not at all being scared and she was just like oh yeah this happened and it was one of those really soothing moments for our family um and then my grand granddaddy uh, my dad's father was also seen again or i should say felt again in the building which was a business um that my family had owned when my grandfather passed away in that building. Um, they closed the business. And one of, the days, one of the days afterwards, after the funeral and everything, my father went there to collect a few things that he had left behind. So as my father is getting out of his vehicle, he is hit by a woman driving who had fallen asleep at the wheel. She hits his car and the impact of the collision sends my father into the corner of the tin building. My father, who is not religious at all, says he felt someone get in between himself and the tin building. Now, there was a giant dent in this building. So it was obvious that he had been slammed into it. And paramedics were called. My father walked away from that. No energy, I'm sorry, no injury whatsoever as if there was an energy that got in between him and the building. And 
my father would never say, oh, I think it was my dad. But there was talk amongst the family, since that was his place of death, that it was our granddaddy coming back from the grave to make sure his son wasn't harmed. So now I would like to move on and shift and talk about the few experiences that I have had. For the longest time, I worked at a restaurant that used to be an old hospital. And the restaurant was in the basement of the old hospital. As you can imagine, it was kind of like a tourist spot for people not believing that this was used to be a hospital. And so being it was a hospital in the early 1900s, it did see a lot of death. I started off this restaurant as a hostess. And as I was cleaning the women's restroom, I heard crying. The bathroom was extremely small, two really small stalls and a really heavy door that when you opened it, you would hear a noise when open or closed. So as I'm in there, I hear the crying and I look, both stalls were empty. And I thought that was really, really weird, but okay. I, you know, I finished cleaning off the mirror and I hear it again. But this time it sounded really close to me, like right next to me. So I just ditched my bathroom duties and went back to the hostess stand, acted none the wiser. And I spoke of it only once um, to a couple coworkers and all these coworkers like, yeah, it happens sometimes. So I moved on about my day, moved on with the job and my first ever serving shift at this location, my first table is a medium. And I wish I could remember who she said she was. She said she was a wife of so-and-so. And it was, she named a 80s hair metal band. And she's, oh yeah, so-and-so is my husband. And she had a bodyguard with her. And I just remember feeling, you know, oh wow, okay. And she said she was a medium. That she's heard about this place. And I said, yeah, you know. Feel free to look around. And so she did. And she comes back to me and she says, oh, you met Gracie? I replied, no, I don't think I know a Gracie. She goes on to tell me, in fact, I had met Gracie in the women's bathroom a couple years ago. And she was crying because her mother had just passed away. But she hoped she didn't frighten me. And I remember chill bombs just coursing over my entire body at the sound of that because there's clearly no way for this woman to have known my story about the restroom experience I'd had two years prior. Then uh, another year or two goes by and I start my first bartending shift at this restaurant and I'm on day bar. My First thing to do is I go dry storage and I collect lemons to cut lemons for the day. I have the cooler door open and the dry storage was pretty small room. So we had the cooler door open. It took up, it 
yeah, it took up most of the view line from the door to the doorway. So if you want to look past into the doorway, you had to step back so you could do so. And I'm collecting lemons into a ramekin and I hear, I'm sorry, to eighth pan, not a ramekin, into an eighth pan. And I hear my name and I respond, yes. And I'm collecting lemons, not wanting to look because I need to get this done. I hear my name again, Ashley. And I say, what? It's time I close the door and there's no one there. So that was strange. Um, I go into the restaurant where there's another server, um, another woman server. And I said, hey, are the kitchen guys in yet? And she told me, no, it was just us. Because the voice I was calling my name was clearly a male voice. So that was my experience with that. And a couple things that had happened throughout that restaurant. Um, wine glasses suddenly fell off the bar. There were whispers and shadows throughout the, the rooms. And this was just something that everyone pretty much accepted. Nothing, you know, nothing malicious happened, I would say. But the last story that I want to leave on today is still not malicious, but I would say is definitely a little bit creepier. So a friend of mine was visiting her grandmother as a child. The first night she stayed at her grandmother's house, she heard laughing. And this surprised her because she didn't think anyone would be awake. And when she gets out of her room, opens the door into the hallway, in the hallway, she sees a dim light. She blinks, the light's gone. Nothing's there. So the first night, she thought she imagined something. The second night, again, she heard laughing. So same thing, gets up, opens her door, looks down the hallway. This time, about halfway from in the hallway to her bedroom, there is a light. But then, as soon as she sees it, it goes out. The following morning, she asks her grandmother, you know, have you heard laughing in the middle of the night? There's this light in the hallway. And her grandmother shrugged her off, saying she knows what she was talking about. Well, the third and final night, my friend stayed with her grandmother. After the laughter ensued, the light was right outside her bedroom door and again vanished when she paid her attention to it and saw it. So the next morning, as my friend is packing up to leave, her grandmother comes clean and says, yeah, she's heard laughter. She's seen some lights here and there. She feels it's a nice spirit and doesn't like to talk about it because she doesn't want to embarrass the spirit or spirits. So when she hears laughter or sees a dim light, she just nods her head and goes about her business. And she asks anyone who visits her to do the same. All right, you guys. Well, that was my spooky episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I will be back next Wednesday. And we will have an entire episode dedicated to Samhain. I'm so excited. 
and I'm hoping to have some really good information for you as well as some personal rituals that I've done during Samhain, including the Dumb Supper. And that's a nice little teaser for what's to come next week. But I hope you're doing well. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And we'll chat soon.